1: That's my testimony today. God is my all in all. Can't do anything without him, but with him all things are possible. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What a privilege it is once again to be in the house of the Lord. And I'm so grateful to God for the privilege to stand in the pulpit. I thank my pastor. I was Reverend Dr. Tillman this morning for offering this opportunity I praise my God for making me his servant, to be able to speak a word on his behalf. And I thank you, my brothers and sisters listening audience. I pray that God will say something and do something that will enrich your hearts and will change your lives if you will let it. I want to say happy Mother's Day to all of you, my sister mothers. Amen. Happy Mother's Day to each and every one of you. And to and to my 100-year-old mother, sister, oh, my God, hallelujah, standing so strong. I was so proud to be a part of you. Amen. 100 years old, my mama lived to be 98, hallelujah. So I know the longevity of a sister, and you were standing so strong, hallelujah. That's, I'm excited about that my mother lived long and I don't know how long I'm going to live but I know that I'm going to live in the house of the Lord forever I know that hallelujah brothers and sisters I'm not going to be before you long but I want to serve to you what God has given me to serve to you hallelujah and as always I want to just praise God for my husband um, Mr. Walter Byers the love of my life amen amen The man of my dreams, amen. The man that makes me smile when I wake up in the morning. And smile again when I lay down at night. I love my husband. And I know that my sisters in this house love their husbands too. But I just get to say it out loud, amen. Now to the task at hand. My scripture is taken from 1 Samuel, the first chapter. I'm going to be reading 1 through 20, and I'm going to be reading this from the New Living Translation, the New Living Translation. 1 Samuel 1, verses 1 through 20 from the New Living Translation. There was a man named Elkanah who lived in Ramah in the region of Zaph in the hill country of Ephraim. He was the son of Jeroham, son of Elihu, son of Tohu, son of Zuth, of Ephraim. Elkanah had two wives, Hannah and Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but Hannah did not. Each year, Elkanah would, would travel to Shiloh to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of heavens of the Lord of heaven's armies, at the tabernacle. The priests of the Lord at that time were the two sons of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas. On the days Elkanah presented his sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to Penina and each of her children. And though he loved Hannah, he would give her only one choice portion because the Lord had given her no children. So Penina would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. Year after year, it was the same. Penina would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle, and each time, Hannah would be reduced to tears and would even not even eat. Why are you crying, Hannah? Elkina asked her. Why are you not eating? Why be downhearted just because you have no children? You have me. Isn't that better than having ten sons? Once after after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli, the priest, was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was deep in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And she made this vow, O Lord of heaven's army, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime, and as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. As she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her. Seeing her lips moving, but hearing no sound, he thought she had been drinking. Must you come here drunk, he demanded. Throw away your wine. Oh, no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am discouraged and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I am a wicked woman, for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. In that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. Oh, thank you, sir, she exclaimed. Then she went back and began to eat again, and she was no longer sad. The entire family got up early the next morning, and they went to worship the Lord once more. Then they returned home to Ramah. When Elkanah slept with Hannah, the Lord remembered her plea, and in due time, she gave birth to a son and she named him Samuel for she said I ask the Lord for him Amen the word of God for the people of God won't you pray with me for just one moment please I need thee oh I need thee bless me now my Savior Ah come, I come to, to thee, ah. Every hour, I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come, I come, I come to thee. Now, oh God, I come humbly before you to speak forth the word to this, your people. I ask you, oh God, to anoint these lips of clay that I might speak forth your word with great boldness and authority. That's when it's all said and done, God, you will be glorified, and your people will be edified. And someone in this room will come crying, what must I do to be saved? And then someone will cry, Lord, what must I do to be saved again, again, and again. Father, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for praying with me. The topic for today is Hannah's heart. Hannah's heart. Now, there are many mothers in the Bible. And I, th- I thought about as I was praying, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? Which mother do- would you like for me to talk about as we celebrate this Mother's Day? thought about Eve, the mother of all living. And then there was Sarah, who became a mother at age 90. Amen. And then there was Ruth who was the mother of Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse was the father of King David. And then there was Mary, the mother of Jesus, the mother of our Lord and Savior, who said after the angel visited her, be it done unto me, just as you have said. She humbled herself before the Lord. I thought about talking about those and some other mothers in the Bible, but today I want to talk about Hannah. Hannah, and I want to talk about Hannah in three movements. First movement, Hannah's position, Hannah's position. Secondly, Hannah's disposition. Thirdly, Hannah's reposition. Hannah's position, Hannah's disposition, and Hannah's reposition. Hannah's position. According to this text, she was the first wife of Elkanah. Elkanah was a rich man, he was an Ephraimite, and he was from the land of Ephraim. She was loved by her husband, and we found that in the text. She's the first wife, she's loved by her husband, but she's barren. And she has a nemesis named Penina. And if any of you have had a nemesis, you know how that is. Amen. But Hannah was the first wife, but in her mind, she was in the second position. Why? Because she was barren and had given her husband no children. And in that time, motherhood was the pinnacle of being a wife and a woman. Her barrenness, according to the commentary, is why uh, Elkanah took a second wife. Because in those days, just as motherhood was the pinnacle of being a wife, fatherhood was the pinnacle of being a man. Yeah, a man had to have children in order to have heirs to carry on his lineage. So he married a second wife, Penina. She gave him a lot of children, but Elkanah could not have known that Penina would put Hannah in an uncomfortable an undesirable position Hannah wasn't Penina was not nice as a matter of fact she was downright mean to Hannah the scripture tells us in verse 6 that Penina would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the lord had kept her from having children year after year not day after day brothers and sisters But year after year, it was the same. Penina would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. Each time, Hannah would be reduced to tears and would not even eat. That's some kind of taunting. But this is what Hannah did. She ate. She could not eat. She could not sleep. And if you know that, she cried all the time. And in my opinion, that's a real sign of depression. Yeah, people can get you to a place where you don't love yourself and put you in a place of depression, but get this, if you let them. Amen. If you let them. Amen. So we got to make sure that the words that go into our mind, you got to make sure the words that you need will stick and the words that you don't need will slide right off like Teflon. Don't hold on to negative things that people say about you. Penina taunted Hannah. So let's tell, go on, let's talk a little bit about Hannah's disposition. That is her attitude and her behavior in this situation. Notice that this text does not tell us that she retaliated against Penina. She did not retaliate. In other words, when she was taunted, she didn't do a tit-for-tat. You know, people who are tit-for-tat people, they got to have the last word. I don't care what you're talking to them about. They got to have the last word. She decided, I'm not going to do that because Hannah's heart was in another place. And can I tell you that you don't win with tit for tat? Because a person you're titting for tatting with already think that they have the answers. So whatever you say won't even matter. Are you with me? Amen. So she didn't retaliate. But this is what it says in verse 9. Once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up, and this is what she did. She went and prayed. The very fact that she got up really uh, denotes a mindset. She became determined. She decided that she was going to push, as in labor. Push, pray until something happens. Amen. So she decided in prayer she was gonna push her way to through. Now this is not the first time Panana, excuse me, Hannah had prayed. This is kind of Hannah and Panina. They kind of come in together sometime. So forgive me, brothers and sisters, when I do that. But this is not the first time Hannah had prayed because the scripture tells us that they went there every year. If they went year after year, that means she was praying year after year. Amen. Praying year after year, asking for this child. She was in a place of sorrow and a place of depression and a place of discouragement because she was barren. Now, and can I tell you this, that when you're in a situation, whether it's depression or any of those things, or if you're in a situation where somebody is taunting you or trying to make you feel bad about yourself, prayer is your best defense against your enemies, your taunters. Because, brothers and sisters, you are more powerful in prayer than you will ever be in the flesh. Because prayer reaches the ears of God. We can do so much more in prayer than we'll ever be able to do in the flesh. When we pray, we get the ear of God. When we pray, we get the power of God on our side. So whatever you're going through, if you're in a situation, stop talking to others and talk to God. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear, all because we do not carry how much? Everything, everything to God in prayer. There's nothing that you can take to God that's too little for him. Amen. Everything to God in prayer. But there is something different about this year when Hannah prayed. In verse 10, it says, Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And here it is. And she made this vow. O Lord of the heavens, armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you and he will be yours for his entire life. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to, to the Lord, his hair will not be cut. Hannah, in this prayer, was praying from her heart. Difference in praying and just saying words than praying from your heart. If you've ever been in a place where you needed the Lord, this is when your snotty nose pray. This is when you cry tears, your nose gets snotty, you and all up in the floor. Whatever you got to do, you want to hear from the Lord. Because you don't care who's watching you. You don't care what's going on around you. You need to get to the Lord. And that's the kind of prayer that Hannah was praying. It says that she was praying in anguish to the Lord. And this is what she said. She said, God, if you will, I will. Now that, my brothers and sisters, is a vow. Many times we go to the Lord and we're always asking, Lord, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. When is the last time you went to the Lord and said to him, If you will, I will. Whatever that situation is, and I as believers, I really do believe we need to pray that prayer more often. Lord, if you will be with me, I will go out into the hedges and the highways and tell somebody about Jesus. Lord, if you will hear my prayers, I'll keep on praying for my son, my daughter, who's way out in the street and look like they're never going to come back. But Lord, if you will answer, if you will hear me, I will. I made a vow to the Lord, and that's what a vow is. We want God to do everything for us, but how many of us are willing to do something for God? Whatever that is. And I tell you, it's a blessing to come to church, but coming to church is just not all of it. We come to church so that we can be fed and we can go out and give that food to somebody else. Amen. So she prayed from her heart. Now, the heart is really important to God because that's where he sees you. From that place is where he hears you. Jesus told, don't listen to those Pharisees that are praying on the corners and just saying a whole bunch of words. Because they're not praying from their hearts. They're just saying words things that they have remembered, things that they've been saying for a long time, things that they don't even know what they're talking about anymore, they've been saying it for a long time. The heart is important to God, and that's why we we want to pray from our heart. And I, I, I did a little search on the word heart in the Scripture. The word heart is in the Scripture, listen to this, 573 times. Now, if God put it in there one time, he wants you to listen to it. But if he puts that in there 573 times, don't you think the Lord has some real meaning in that word heart? Yeah, in, in uh, 1 Samuel sixteen seventeen b it says that man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. In Proverbs four twenty-three, it says, guard your heart above all else, for out of it determines the course of your life. Amen. And then Matthew 5a says, Blessed are the pure in heart. Why? For they shall see God. Hallelujah. And this is not talking about in the uh, by and by. We're going to see God on this side and how he moves and works in our lives when we have pure hearts before him. And then there's Matthew 12, 34b. And this is a good one, y'all. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The things that we say to other people. And then we say, I didn't mean that. Oh, yes, you did. That was what was in your heart to say to me, and you said it. Oh, yes, you And we say, I didn't mean it because we're trying to uh, uh, cover up. But the fact is, is when you say things to the people that are mean uh, and nasty, that's because that's what you want to say. That's what's in your heart to say. On the other hand, if you're kind and you speak words of encouragement and you speak words of lift, uplift, That's in your heart. Amen. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Can I ask you, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying to yourself? And that's real important because the most important conversation you will ever have is the conversation you have with yourself. I'll say it again. The most important conversation you will ever have is the conversation you're going to have with yourself. What are you telling yourself about yourself? I'm sick. I'm tired. There you go. But are you saying to yourself, I'm blessed? I'm a child of the king. My way is straight because of God. Are you saying that I'm holy? I'm a royal priesthood? A holy nation? What are you saying to yourself? And then I love the passage. The one that's helps us to see salvation in Romans 10, 9, and 10. It says, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe it where? In your heart. See, that goes beyond your head. In your heart. Believe it in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. Listen to this. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, salvation, a confession is made unto salvation. It comes in your heart and then you say it out of your mouth. Amen. Hannah made a vow or a promise to the Lord. God, if you will, then I will. Amen. But Hannah's position changed because she had the right position, the right disposition. Her position changed because she had the right disposition. My third move, is Hannah's reposition. Hannah prayed. Eli thought she was drunk, but she assured him that she was not drunk, but she was in deep sorrow and she was pouring out her heart to God. Then I love the way Eli shifted his whole mindset about her in verse 17. He said, well, since you're praying like that, in that case, go in peace. And listen, he agreed with her in prayer. May the God of Israel grant the request that you have asked of him. He agreed with her in prayer at that moment. And this, why that's so important, the scripture tells us where two or three are gathered in my name, touching and agreeing on the same thing, he said, I'll be in the midst of you. And whatever you ask, whatever you ask, he said, I'm going to do it for you. If it takes just two or three to do that, what will it take if all of us get in agreement with the Lord? I'm telling you, he'll move. Oh, yes, he will. He'll move. And she said, oh, thank you, sir. She went back and began to eat again, and she was no longer sad. So she went from turmoil to thanksgiving. And then verse 19 says the entire family got up early the next morning and went to worship the Lord once more. She went from wanting to worship. And then they returned home to Ramah. And when Elkanah slept with Hannah, the Lord remembered her plea. And in due time, she gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, for she said, I asked the Lord for him. So Samuel means. I ask the Lord for him. Amen. And she went from barren to bountiful. Hannah had a boy named Samuel. She kept her vow to the Lord and gave him back to the Lord where he grew up in the house of the Lord. And look at Samuel. Samuel became a great prophet in the nation of Israel. Samuel anointed the first king Saul of Israel. It was that same Samuel who anointed David. Israel's greatest king. So when we do what God tells us to do, she said, if you'll give me a son, Lord, I'm going to give him back to you. She gave him back. He was raised up in the house of the Lord and he became a great prophet. And we're still talking about Samuel today because Hannah, his mama, made a vow to the Lord and she fulfilled her vow to the Lord. Amen. So as mothers, we have such an important role in this world. Families don't thrive well without mothers. And mothers doesn't have to be the one that gave birth. It could be a great aunt. Whoever mothers that child, that child needs to be mothers. We are so important to God. That's when God created man, he created a woman. Because man couldn't do it by himself. He needed a woman to come alongside him in order to make this world happen. So yeah. Motherhood. That's why I say happy Mother's Day to all of you, my sisters, because you are so important not only to your children, but to your grandchildren and their children and their children. Think about the you in this room who can still think about your grandmother, things she said to you, things she did for you. And because she did it for you, you did it for your children. Because you did it for your children, they're doing it for their children. It's a generational thing. Hannah changed positions because of her disposition, and she was repositioned by God. I'm done, brothers and sisters. Two mothers. Penina, she had a hateful heart. But then there was Hannah who had a humble heart. May I ask you, what is the position of your heart today? Now you... You can say anything you want to say to me. I don't matter in the scheme of things. It is the fact that God sees and knows your heart. Oh, yes, he does. And when you say things to God, he knows whether or not you're going to fulfill what you say. Amen. So, And I love it that we can't lie to God, don't you? Oh, yeah, I love that so much because he's omniscient. He knows everything. He knows all of your business. He knows that. Listen to this, before you knew, what is the position of your heart? In Jeremiah 29:13, it says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. I mean the heart is so important to God. Seek the Lord, brothers and sisters while he may be found. And I just want to repeat once again, Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, oh, hallelujah, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. The scripture says, not maybe, but it says that you shall be saved. In other words, you're going to go from darkness to light. And for with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made to salvation. I'm going to ask pastor to come now because he's going to offer the opportunity for you to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. God bless you, brothers and sisters.
0: On today, we've heard. The word of God from the woman of God. What better day to give your heart to the Lord as on Mother's Day? Those watching online, those here in the building, what better gift to give to your mother than to give your heart to God? Hannah gave Samuel back to the Lord. And the Lord blessed his life. Those of you praying for your children, those of you here today saying, I just wish they will come. What better day than for a mother to give her heart to God? Wow. God loves us all. And Jesus died that we all might come to relationship with him. Whoever you're with on today, Just take time now to pray. If you're by somebody who is not saved, take time to pray right now that they will come to the Lord today. Why put off for tomorrow what you can do today? You're listening and you're online praying for someone. Just pray that God will touch their heart and that they will come to know God on today. We're going to sing one more verse of this song. And this is what happens when you come to know the Lord when you truly know the Lord. This is what happens. This is what happens when you come. to. If you don't have this, then you need to say, Lord, save me. Lord, I want to be more loving in my heart. To be more loving in my heart, oh, in my heart, oh, in my. To be more loving, Lord. I want to be more loving in my heart. If you're here today and you want to accept the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal savior, there's a prayer you can pray with me right now. In that prayer, it will stay for the woman of God preached unto us today, that if you shall confess your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead, you shall be saved. We'll give you an opportunity here and online to pray this prayer if you want to receive Christ today. Repeat after me if you want to accept the Lord into your life right now to make that transformation in your life. I can't pray it for you. I can lead you in it, but this is a prayer you would have to pray. Say, Father God, I have sinned. I have not been all I should be I am sorry for my sins I want to turn from my sins I believe in my heart Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave I'm willing to trust you God all the days of my life Holy Spirit come into my life help me to be what you want me to be I will tell others that you saved me thank you God for saving me in Jesus name I pray amen amen come on let's praise God for everybody who accepted Christ today here and online hallelujah Woo! what a day what a day what a day heaven rejoices when one comes we'll give you an opportunity give you an opportunity to walk down the aisles give us your hand as you gave God your heart If you're here on today, you've accepted Christ. If you're online, just type the word saved. But if you're here on today, we'll give you an opportunity to come and say publicly that you've given your heart to God. If you're you're already saved and you want to be a member of First African Baptist Church, we invite you to come at this time. Oh, in my heart. Won't you come today? Won't you come? Yeah, my Lord, I want to be a Christian. Yeah. now, Mama. Sometimes you got to do like you've had to do down through the years. Sometimes you got to push them a little bit. So if they ain't stepping out right now, you just kind of nudge them like that. Say. Get on out there and going to church. Whoa, <laughs> oh, won't you come today? What a mighty God we serve. We've done as the Lord commanded, and yet there's still room. We give God the praise, the honor, and the glory. Whoa. Yeah. want to be a Christian, I
1: want to be a Christian
0: hallelujah hallelujah what a mighty God we serve come on let's thank God for the word of God and let's thank God for the woman of God Reverend Lisa Day God bless you thank you for allowing God to speak through you on this day Listen, it's Mother's Day. We want everybody to have a great time with family. For the rest of this day, enjoy mothers, enjoy family, enjoy one another. Continue to be in prayer that God will strengthen us all to be more of what he'd have us to be. Our closing prayer benediction be done by Reverend Byers.
1: Stand with me, everyone. Let's say a benediction together. Let's stand with me, won't you, everyone? God, we thank you again for this day, and we thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for what you said to our hearts, Lord God. Thank you for each and every individual in this room. Thank you, Lord God, for all of the mothers. Thank you, God. Thank you for your word that's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Now, Father, I pray your blessings, that you bless and keep us. God, cause your face to shine upon us and give each one of us peace. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Be blessed. Be blessed.
0: Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.